You're listening to the Movie Coop Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about Robert Rodriguez's vampire classic, From Dust Till Dawn. You have no trouble. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Classic was was twenty five years or is it twenty years? What we say? Oh, is that is that what makes something a classic? Yeah, it's it's, it's like length. What, 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 because what was, because we, we decided this once. I thought it had to be a classic for something to be played on like Nick at Night, uh, but now they're playing The Office on Nick at Night, and that hasn't been twenty five years. Now that's just stretching the definition of what a classic is. <sighs> well, I guess you could go like if it's super good, then it becomes like an instant classic, right? It's an instant classic. Or if it's just old, it can be a classic. Now, antiques are 25 years. Yeah, but not every old film is a classic. No, and not every new one is an instant classic. Yeah. Well, this one's like, what, 20-some-odd years old? It's getting close to being 25 years. Yeah. It's a classic. Hmm. Things to consider. Well, welcome to or the it's podcast. Just old. <laughs> now that you just... We, we dropped in mid-rant here. <laughs> I'm Brian Elkins. That's Jeremy Benson over there. The classic. <laughs> the Jeremy classic Benson. Jeremy Benson. He's 25 years old today. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Jared Callen. Hey, how you doing, Brian? <laughs> doing good. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, from dusk till dawn. Uh, yeah. Listener Appreciation Month. Oh, that's right. We got a uh, request for a, a Robert Rodriguez movie. We, we kind of picked this one. No, he, he picked this one. Well, it was a, it was a list. No, uh, it, he's, he's like, I'd like you to do uh, From Dust Till Dawn. And we were oh, like, and, and we're like, cool. We'll talk about it and with with the group and see if that's what they want to do. And he's like, well, or you could do this one or this one. Just any, just a Robert Rodriguez movie. And we were oh, like, okay. no, 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 all no. Right, we, right. You, you, we'll go for the first one you asked. Okay, all right, fair enough. I, okay, I forgot that. Uh, this request comes in from Joel Santisan. Just because I can't say it, Santisan. <laughs> and if it's wrong, Joel, um, pick a new last name. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> So rude. So Santisan. Rude. This is from Joel Santisan. 
or Santillian. Santillian. I, Santillian. I, I think Santillian sounds cooler. Is what it looks like, but Santisan. You got to put the Antonio Banderas. <laughs> you got to put the, you know, it's the whole All Joel right. Santisan. That's a nice Antonio Banderas there. This one's for you. Puss in boots. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully we didn't butcher your last name. We, we apologize. We, we looked it up on Google and had them say it first. So you can't butcher it. Now we're just, you know, now we're loving you with it. <laughs> first Robert Rodriguez film. Is this our first Robert Rodriguez film? Cherry is now popped. Uh, was uh, this the right one to start on? Now, oh, hold on a second. I will say that probably the opening scene of this is probably one of the best Robert Rodriguez scenes I've ever seen. And I don't know if, the, the, the if this store? is more him or this is more uh, Tarantino. Because it feels like Tarantino to me. The first half, the yeah. first hour feels Tarantino to me. Yes. yes. Well, there, there's a rumor saying that, like, you know, Tarantino directed the first half of this film and Robert Rodriguez did the rest of it. And that's not true. I, I haven't heard that rumor, <laughs> but I would believe it. Uh, there's a uh, amazing documentary called Full Tilt Boogie. I didn't get a chance to watch it, and I, I'm still going to watch it. I, I wanted to see it. Yeah, it's like a... Um, it's like a nice fly-on-the-wall kind of perspective, and when they're interviewing people, they're actually there on the set. Oh, really? While they're shooting, and you get to see, like, Robert Rodriguez, like, um, you know, in his element, actually shooting. And, you know, I mean, he's actually operating the camera and stuff, so, I mean, he's there. I'm sure Tarantino, and he's even on... <laughs> he's on camera, even... Directing. Directing whilst on camera. Well, maybe not directing, but, like... Doing nice little subtle hints like, you know what I think would be good right here if we did this? Well, you know, and maybe you said that line that way, and then I, I, I have a beat here. Yeah, I, I think that like, it, like it, the, the best scenes in the movies are, are when he's in the scene, and that may be just because he was there, like, uh, why don't we do this? And then when he's not there, it kind of feels kind of flat. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's hard to judge because it, this movie does take a, a turn when, when the vampires get introduced. It gets real slapsticky. Yeah. Like, kind of... It goes hokey. very hard B-movie. And yeah. the first half, like, the action scenes are still over the top, okay? It's not grounded in reality at all. But it's like a normal Tarantino film. It's like Pulp Fiction. It's like right. four rooms. And we're used to this kind of tone. And then when you throw very Grindhouse vampire movie at the end, it, with it's, a, with it's a, a hard With a vampire tone. band playing a dead body. Tom Savini turning into a rat monster. <laughs> Sex machine. <laughs> the first time I funny. the yeah. first time I saw it, I I remember telling Reza, who hung out with Fred Williamson, the guy in the movie. Oh yeah, I, which one's Fred Williamson? Oh, the gigantic black guy, the guy who becomes the zombie with the massive neck. Yes, <laughs> he was in a and bunch weird of those uh, like old black exploitation films, like Black Caesar. Oh, and, that's cool. Um, I, mean, I forget the series. So that's I why he was acting kind of over the top like that, like his his delivery. Yeah, that's kind of his that. thing. I've told that story on here before where we were at AFM and him and Reza just became like tight buds and hung out by the pool for a week and drank Jack Daniels. That's and, cool. And last time I was telling the story, I couldn't remember his name. Well, that's him. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. As soon as I saw him pop up on screen, I was like, that's the guy. I got something to talk about. I, uh... Um, first time I saw it, I remember telling Reza, like, this movie feels like a effects company went, hey, we have an idea to kind of show off. That's exactly, <laughs> That's exactly what I was, was watching the making of, and I was like, holy shit, it Robert really Kurtzman. is. Yeah, the uh, K in K&B. Well, you know, Robert Kurtzman, like, actually shot a short film, which I would love to see the short film that he shot to, like, shop his script around, or his idea. And he got the guy from, um, I think it's Day of the Dead, like, the main guy from that. To to play the George Clooney character, 
And that's how they shopped it around. And then he ended up getting it to Tarantino and Robert Kurtzman wanted to direct the, the film, but Tarantino kind of put his spin on it and brought in, uh, Robert Rodriguez to do it. And so Kurtzman kind of fell back to the, you know, apparently the original makeup idea, role. the makeup role and the writer got to the vampires a lot quicker. And Tarantino added a lot of the Tarantino front. Yeah. The front part. Yeah. I mean, you really can't call it the front. It's like the first hour of the movie. Yeah, it's it's a little yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it, there, yeah, there is an hour of film before any vampires like or that, any though. supernatural shit happens. That's cool though. I love that. It's it's like a, it's a movie within a movie. You know, it, it just changes. I mean, I like it. It's just such a hard. It. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm just weird gonna go ahead and shift. break this bubble. Um, the idea on paper sounds cool to me. Right. And I know I'm gonna make some people mad, but. I don't like the way this movie was executed. It bothers me every time I watch it. Right. Because you, you're dealing with so much, like, heavy issues. Of, even though it's it's still a little over the top, and it's still, you know, got that Tarantino flair. You're dealing with some heavy issues at the beginning, that first hour. Yeah. Then when the vampires show up, you've got, like, you know, crotch guns and whips and playing the dead body. It goes so Evil Dead slapsticky <laughs> exactly right yeah that like why did i have to carry all this emotional stuff at the beginning well for this to be fair they did give you one little thing at the very beginning that was leaning toward the weird slapsticky shits when they show the the woman inside the inside the trunk where they like do this like composite oh, before I like she's that, raped like and that? murdered yeah, yeah. I think that was cool it was very weird. From 1996 that was cool man i think it would have been better if we did just like had it revealed when they're opening it up they pull up and I thought that was kind of strange. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was a style. They never bring anything like that back. See, I didn't I didn't take that as slapstick. It's just a, like a stylistic. Doesn't Tarantino use that in another movie where like uh, a character is like uh, carrying something in their pocket? Yeah. And he like. And I think they do it in um Crazy 88 scene. And she's like inside of the bathroom stall or something like that. And they cut into. Right? Am I right? Uh, where they show her. A, I mean, I, anyways, I, I think he does it in Kill Bill as well. Yeah, I've been, I've been holding off watching that because his new movie's coming out pretty soon. So you got to watch all his oh, movies well, to get oh, yeah. to it. What's new one? It's the uh, the Manson movie. Uh, I forget what it's called. Yeah, Something right. in Hollywood. Really? Yeah. That's cool. And it's got Brad Pitt and uh, DiCaprio. It's got a bunch of people in it. That's cool. I've been yeah. to that house. What Which house? One? Uh, Sharon Tate's house. Oh. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Uh, what's the name of the actress that plays um, Harley Quinn now? Oh, um... She's Shannon Tate. Sharon, Sharon oh, Tate. that's cool. That works. <laughs> Fucking, what's her name? Uh, Hottie, um... Uh, yeah, Hottie. Margo Hot, something, Hot. right? Is yeah. it Margo? Yeah, yeah, you're you're on the right track. Margo Robbie? Ro- uh, Robbie's right. Robbie? Ro- yeah, I think that's it. Margo Robbie. Hottie from, um, <clears throat> Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, yeah. yes, she was in Wolf of Wall Street, yes, yes. Um... Well, in uh, in Bird Box, apparently the house that they're in, that's Manson's actual house before he moved to the ranch. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Like, that, they that, actually that shot that, it there? That was the house he grew up in. Yeah. Wow. Cool, huh? In a weird kind of... Yeah, 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 it yeah. is. Oh, it's yeah. kind of cool. But, it's like, hey, guess where we're going to shoot, guys? <laughs> uh, no thanks. <laughs> hey, man, you want to come here and check out my serial killer memorabilia while we're at it? <laughs> uh, maybe for a little while. At least he's not a sex offender. <laughs> well. <laughs> so I got to meet uh, Tom Savini when I was in film school. Oh, and yeah. I got to see the sex he's... machine gun. Oh, did you really? Yeah, he had it with him. 
He's a pretty no, nice he did dude. Not. He was super. Yes, he did. No, no, uh, for real. Yes, he just he just carries it around with him. He, he was doing a makeup class, like, and he was like t- uh, doing makeup examples and shit. Okay. And uh, he was talking right. about his stuff, and he he sh- he showed the prop. He had it with him. He was wearing it. No, it'd be funny. He whips it out. <laughs> That's what I thought you were talking. He was like, you know, no. hey, I was coming. To no, I was like, yeah, he's just wearing that. Stuff <laughs> he just happened to have it. Yes. No. <laughs> hey guys, you remember this from from Dust Till Dawn? <laughs> <laughs> but it's this it's real dick, and it's gun. just like painted silver. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it? In, wasn't it in another movie? I uh, think so. Oh uh, yeah, it's uh, is it in Desperado? It's Desperado, right? Maybe I've only seen that once. Yeah, one of the characters I think in uh, Desperado, or is it El Mariachi? It's one of those movies. They, they kind of run together. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure it's Desperado because that's the one that's got all the like the crazy like suitcases that are also machine guns, and there's one that's a rocket well, launcher. Yeah, the, uh, guitar I did cases. catch that. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, guitar case. Yeah. They're eating at the same burger joint from Pulp Fiction. Oh, it's um, um, Big Kahuna. Yeah. Big Kahuna Burger. Yeah, that's fucking cool. So it's kind of tying it into the Pulp Fiction world. Yeah, and that yeah. That, that burger scene where he goes in and, and he, he he steps out, he, he leaves the uh, the woman who was in the um, in the trunk of the car with his crazy ass brother uh, George Clooney. Does Seth? He, he leaves. Uh, what's 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 uh, Tarantino's brother? Uh, what's his name? Richie. Richie leaves it with crazy ass Richie. And he's like, you want to come sit on the bed with me and watch some cartoons or watch some TV? <laughs> like, oh my god, dude! But the way that uh, the way that he comes back and he's like passing out hamburgers and he like reaches in the bag and he pulls up one and he's like, oh shit, hey, where's the lady at? And he's like, uh, uh, she's she's in the other room. <laughs> and he goes in, he opens up the door. I love how you don't really see it, like you don't see the murder scene too much. It's like done in flashes on his face. Yeah. While he's like, did I? Am I the reason that, that you're this way? <laughs> he has this moment. He's like, what the fuck? Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> I, I love that. That's such a great moment in this movie. They mess up an edit, though. They, they really are they, they? I guess they shoot it a little wrong. Like I love George Clooney's reaction shots and how you get those flashes of the crime scene. But it, George, George Clooney's performance there is powerful. No, dude, yeah. he's really good. Yeah, it cuts to this like over the shoulder. And you get to see in the room. Yeah, you see, you see, you see over um, Richie's left shoulder it, into the room. It immediately like lessens the impact because you can see so clearly into the room. And yeah, it, it track it pans over, and, you, and they have this argument. Yeah, and then when he slams him up against the door, you can finally see into the room. But it's like, well, we already saw it, and I know that because they they hold on that shot where yeah. he's you know it's um, George Clooney and um, Tarantino and he's got him up against the wall yeah it's kind of a profile shot yeah and the well no 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 it's the one with the, their back to him okay and the door's open and okay. you can just see it and it just holds there and it's it's like well we already saw the room and that, it kind and, of it, it ruins it, the moment yeah it, you lose the impact it's like eh, they should have cut that out or picked a different angle there I don't know if they had that but they, 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 do, they do a good job of kind of setting up their dynamic crazy brother you know actually at the beginning it kind of feels the other way around because uh, like when uh when, oh with the what's who's who's the sheriff um uh, michael, parks. michael parks oh my god what a cool like michael parks is over the top all the time anyways but man what a cool opening he just kind of his his like long delivery you know it's damn microwave food fucking yeah. for hippies and fucking stoner ass <laughs> i forget what he says yeah man he, he's really really good and um and he dies pretty violently, like he's like twitching on the ground and shit, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. His death is good. Yeah, it's really nice. Don't they bring that character back in other movies? Ah, uh, you know, yeah. He's better. Really... He plays a similar character. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like a Kill Bill and uh, I think he's Planet playing Terra. I think he's like playing the same character. Planet Terra and what, what was it? What was that other Grindhouse movie? 
What's the other one? It was Planet Terror. Well, I know he's in Planet Terror and Death Death, Death Proof. Proof. Death was, Proof. Yeah, I was right. thinking Driver, but yeah, know? I kept thinking like Stuntman or something. So yeah. before uh, before Tarantino ever got to meet Michael Parks, he had this like um, like Michael Parks' greatest hits like VHS tape, and he would like whenever he would see something with him on TV. He would record it like his favorite scenes. And he had this like VHS tape of like all his favorite Michael Park scenes. And um, when Kevin Smith was making Red State, he brought Michael Parks over to Tarantino's house and Tarantino broke out his like tape that he's had for his, his entire life and plugged it in and watched all of his greatest hits with uh, Michael Parks. That had to be uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Kid, you did what now? <laughs> you still have it, huh? You can just see him like super high strung. He's like, okay, come here, come here. I need you to come here. Just have a seat right here, right here. And I'm going to get this thing up quick. He's like, you know, when I was 12 years old, I used to follow all of your movies. And, you know, he's just totally over the top. <laughs> he's probably just going, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's a really cool actor. Uh, um, but yeah, that, that cool, it's a cool fucking opening scene. Oh, no, the open. Yeah, I think I think it's the best moment in the movie, probably. But yeah, like I was saying, the dynamic between the brothers, like you know, so um, the beginning, uh, he comes in and tells George Clooney, he's like, you know, he 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 signaled the cop or whatever, but he does it in whispers. He's like whispering in his ear, so it makes it kind of feel like he's the guy in charge. Oh, he is the guy in charge. Is he? Seth? No, Tarantino. Oh. Because no, you know, cause he like no. he comes over and like whispers in his ear. No, I didn't. And feel he leans like, back, that you don't hear oh, okay. his voice, and he's like, he's like, he's like. So he's you're like, saying you feel he, like uh, Tarantino's in at, charge at in the, the beginning, beginning and, and then their dynamic kind of switches. Feel that, man. You don't think so? No. Don't look for me. I'm I'm agreeing with him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that at all. Okay. You know why? You know you don't get that. I'll tell you why. Because when they sh- first show up, George Clooney is given this. Goddamn sexy ass fucking close up. He looks so good and oh, damn yeah, and he, and he's, sexy. Got, he's got his head kind of cocked with the gun, in, like in in the uh, in the right side of the frame. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's Rodriguez. He, yeah, he's got like he's got the, yeah. the close up, and then he's got the extreme close up. Where it's yeah. like we're we're gonna put that, all that sex on camera, baby. It is Fill nice. the whole thing with up. his little like neck tattoo sticking out of there a little. That bit. was his idea. The neck tattoo. Yeah, I like the reveal at the end. Where he takes a jacket off, and it's like a whole sleeve going down and all that. Like that's badass. Yeah, and Tarantino's like you know. I mean, he's Tarantino. He's not George Clooney. <laughs> that kind of gives it away, too. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying about how he leans in and he's like whispering in his ear. He doesn't ever, ever talk, you know, for the first few lines. Anyways. Yeah, fuck you, yeah. Brian. No, I know. <laughs> Perception. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't. No, I never read it that way. I did see this in the theater, changed. though. You did? Yeah, I did get to see this in the theater. Really? Yeah. Knew it was a vampire movie, forgot it was a vampire movie, and then when the vampire showed up, I was like, oh, well, fuck yeah. yeah. You forget it's an hour in. You're like, all right. The well, green-blooded vampires. The first half is really good, though. Did they carry the green blood all the way through? Like, and I, I, I remember seeing that on, on the knife or whatever. I don't know. Like some, of it turned, some of it looks black or, like, brown. Y'all know why they did it, right? Censors? Yeah, they wanted to get past the MPAA. They were worried with red blood they would get an NC-17, so they went with green blood to make sure the MPAA was in on the joke. Their words, not mine. That's cool, though. You think the MPAA in 1996 would maybe be a little offended by how many times Cheech Marin said, Pussy. (laughs) Take advantage of our penny (laughs) pussy sale if you can find... (laughs) According to... Who was it? I think it was Kevin Smith in one of his little stand-up things. 
It, it's the bodily juices that will get you an NC-17, not the body parts. Yeah. So like, he could say pussy, just not pussy juice. <laughs> he does have a badass line. He's like, he's like uh, what if he says moist? Moist vagina. <laughs> moist pussy. Oh, God. Naga pussy. We got wet pussy, dry pussy, dog pussy, cat pussy, naga high pussy. We got, you know, <laughs> but he's like, he's like, we Did got. Did you just call wet pussy gross? Yeah, dude, wet pussy's awesome, bro. Wait, Wait that's what? a total break in my brain. Did you really just call wet pussy gross? <laughs> no, the word moist is moist. Moist. People hate the word moist. Yeah, moist. Moist. Yeah. I guarantee you, if you Sounds line up, gross. if you line up ten women, eight out of ten women will say, "Oh my god, I hate that word." Yeah, I don't, I don't like that word. You don't like moist? No. Let's say because it's Brian, not quite I made wet. Some moist brownies, <laughs> but it's not dry. It's moist. It's moist. It's moist. It's like you get that. It's like that moist sweat. mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So no, if we we, we some wet pussy, I don't. Know, that's fine. That's great. That's a that's a beautiful thing. But yeah, moist. Yeah, that's pussy. more like like swamp like, ass pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like oh, it could God. be growing fungus or. Oh, it's slimy. Slimy. <laughs> Like, I just got back from the gym. I'm all moist. Get over here and let me get some of that. Yeah, just... Mm. Yeah, yeah. I like her how she's been, like, working all day. <laughs> <laughs> she just did a 12-hour shift at O'Charlie's. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyways... Whiskey from Texas. My, my favorite... That was way too specific, man. <laughs> at O'Charlie's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't dated anyone from O'Charlie's. <laughs> Is there a story there? No, no, no. It sounds like there is. Is there a Hooters girl in your past? <laughs> no, but I went to Hooters recently, and uh, it was really delicious. And uh, nice oh. women there. But anyways, my, speaking of very nice, friendly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, but uh, my favorite line of the movie of, of that is the, you know, he's like, uh, we're having a penny pussy sale. Try beating pussy for a penny. If you can find pussy cheaper anywhere else, fuck it. That's amazing. And that weird low angle shot. Yeah, that may or may not be a a composite. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Yeah, like did they build that 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 like facade? Yeah. See, it, it, does it feel like the second half of this movie's kind of like super low budge? It, it just felt like it like got real low budgy feeling. And that's the stuff they shot first. Is it really? Yeah. Because I was like, I was like, okay, so is is it because the first like they're doing like really cool camera stuff, they're doing dollies, and you know it's real pretty, and they're doing all these neat shots and stuff, and then as it goes, it feels like it's like. Like it lost half its budget, kind of like Alan Quartermain in the Lost City of Gold. Like halfway through the movie, it's just like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> this well, looks like shit now. I mean, you know, they kind of trapped themselves in the, in that bar, dude. And it, I mean, they made it. They make it big, but it's just one room. It's one giant room, and they have a hallway later, and then there's another storeroom. And later. I, that hallway, they, they basically run through it, and then they run out of it. And there's no time spent there. And then there's that back room. Yeah. And then, uh, but what's with, but at the ending shot where they pull back and they show the Aztec temple thing, where the, where's the rest of that place at? You know, it's behind it. <laughs> well, see, I don't know. I, I thought, I thought that the, like, that was the top of the temple and they built a bar on the very top. Yeah. Which, which makes sense. Yeah. yeah that's what I, I, that's what I thought. Does the TV series like take you down into that shit? Cause that would be badass to actually go down inside I that temple. I think that was a pretty cool map painting. That's a badass matte painting. Yeah, it's a cool little like yeah, ending no, shot. Yeah, that is a good. That's a good nice it, little it, shot. It, yeah, there, it shows the it yeah. shows the vastness of the world. Like, oh my god, this is like a huge ass coven. Yeah. You know? Oh, did you see where they got the the design for that? At no, I thought about you as soon as I saw this. Apocalypse now. 
For the design for what? Really? Yeah. For the temple. Oh, is that is that the temple that um that um oh uh, yeah, Brando it, was in? Yeah. I, I guess see that again. They just added a bunch of uh, like layers to it. <laughs> I guess <laughs> to make it like super huge because that thing is ginormous. You see how like deep down it's like I, dug I, out. I do like on the edges where you can see you know because they, they they've been like attacking truckers and stuff. They push their rigs off off the. Like there's all these like uh, broken like big rigs off the yeah. side. Like they just kind of like dump them after they pull all the shit out of them. It, yeah, it's a gigantic hole, but yeah, I mean, it's a that is a fun shot. It's, uh, that's it's a, a badass shot. It's in a nice movie. play. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah, it is. So how does the tone shift affect you guys watching it? I don't like it when it happens, but after about ten minutes, I have time to adjust. I'm okay with it. Well, they, they when it shifts, they give you like a solid ten minute like ridiculous fight scene to get your brain wrapped around it. And it just like I don't know, dude. That fight scene is just like, oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> it's like, damn, man, you did not like ooh, ease me into yeah, it at they, all. They break out. Let me tell you, man. The the fucking uh, the uh, the vampire band like rocking while everybody else is fighting. Just that just sets it, man. It's like okay, cool. And then a band comes out. It's like I just want to be there in that room when they're pitching that. And they're like, what else happens? Let's <laughs> have a woman's stomach rip open and eat a dude's face. I guarantee you, it's, it seems like they, yeah, totally. They they just like, um, and even on the special effects, you make all these rules on how on how things can die or whatever. How does a shotgun blast blow things up or like catch you on fire if you're a vampire? It doesn't make any fucking sense. The rules they, don't. Make any sense? No, man. They put little cross. You didn't. You missed that close up. You can't do that on a shotgun. No, man. They, yeah, they did. They, you you see can't them? do that on a shotgun. <laughs> I'm telling you, they were blessed, dude. That they was in there. No, Harvey no, Keitel was work like that way. the power of Christ. Shotgun shells compel you. Something. And have, and have either of you guys ever shot a crossbow? Yes. No. It sucks to pull that damn string right. back. That her crossbow where she cocks it is bullshit. It's total fucking bullshit. <laughs> it looks it's cool, a cool on idea, camera, but it's bullshit. It <laughs> like, looks great on camera. It, uh, it looks fun. Like I'm, fuck that, bro. You're complaining about that. Look at George Clooney's ridiculous ass drill thing he's got. Oh yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, like how yeah. would he be able to like pick that thing up? It's or but even, it's, it's or even to it's make fun. it functional, it would be better if he just had like one in his hand that he could like actually attack with. This thing, you know, it just it would get hung up. It it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It at that point of the movie though, it's it's so it's gone so over the top. But man. you know, you know what what stands out to me as the worst thing about this movie that doesn't make any sense at all is Scott. Isn't that his name? Oh, you talking about the uh, Harvey Keitel's son? Worst actor in the movie. Uh, Terrible. Yeah, he is pretty bad. Whose son is that? <laughs> Whose fucking producer's son <laughs> is this? Like, we got all these great actors surrounding this one kid. He's like, I'll kill you, Dad. Like, okay. Oh, no, they're biting me. Is he supposed to be like the adopted son? I That's... thought they were both. I thought everybody was adopted. Or No, I, 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 think, I think it's probably supposed to be implied because they're like, he's like, uh... Like, he look, his son looks Japanese or whatever, like you know, a Japanese kid or whatever, and he's like, he's not Japanese, Chinese. So they were trying to say the mom was Chinese? See, I thought it, it could either go that the mom is Chinese or it's he's adopted. Because I'll tell you what. But Julia Lewis isn't Chinese. Like how, yeah, like, how did you get those kids? Like, those two don't look like they're related at all. And they definitely don't look like they're related to Harvey Keitel. Like, I mean, I, I mean, they look adopted. I mean, that's what... Both of them? Yeah. Or maybe we're reading too much into it. Uh, yeah, maybe they're just like, you know what? 
the mom was Chinese, and uh, we just cast the best actors that we had, all right? No, you, you did not cast <laughs> the best actors that you had. Where does this kid okay. come from, man? I was, I was talking about Ju- uh, Juliet. No, she's good. Yeah, she's, she's, she's very solid in it. Uh, everybody, everybody's really good in it except him. He's just very flat, like no, like no expression. It's like, yeah. like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Did anybody else have a problem with that but me? No, I, like, yeah, <laughs> I did. Like, when he gets attacked at the end, he's got his little arms flailing and stuff. I was like, <laughs> just get him out of here. They should have killed him earlier. Like, he should have been the first one to die. <laughs> Tarantino doesn't have some of the best moments in the movie. I don't know. I, I like it when, uh, what's he say? Speaking of him, um, some of them are great. You know, he I was some watching some of the featurettes that were released, and there was one where he, he was talking about, he noticed, because once they get to the the club he doesn't have a lot of lines and there's a lot of conversation between uh george clooney and Kaitel, and he was like i noticed that i had not written myself a lot of lines and i just had to sit there and let them act he wanted to rewrite it but it was too late oh that's interesting so that's kind of like an afterthought type thing he's like man i, I need some more screen time here <laughs> i need to, need well, to get on here and look he, a little bit more pervy not, I took it as just he's naturally kind of a chatty guy. Right. And now he's having to just sit and be quiet. And he's having a hard time to do it. I think I need a love scene with uh, Juliet. Um. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, I got one thing to say about that. Uh, but uh, before I forget this, it's weird like when he switches over to vampire, right? And in the wide shot, and it's like medium wide, he's got like the full facial prosthetic. Yeah. Okay. He's got freaky face. He's got freaky face going on. It looks like we'll, uh, we'll call Jim it Carrey's that. in the mask. He looks like the, the <laughs> villain right. from it's the like mask. Puffy, puffy face. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but then, like, you know, uh, so Seth is all like, you know, he's like, stay away from my fucking brother. He's like, you know, all this shit. And then when he cuts into the close up, it's Tarantino wearing with contacts. contacts and fangs. Yeah. And he's kind of looking at him. And then it cuts wide and he's got the, the freaky face on again. What the fuck is that? Was did he like change for the moment to like kind of like try to, try to be witch's brother? Well, I, I no, I yeah, I think that was to show you what like Seth was seeing. Oh, he, like oh his he vision, was, of yeah, it. what he was seeing there. Well, uh, versus reality. Well, sp- that's speaking how I of would take it. Things versus reality. Uh, at the beginning, uh, we'd already talked about a little bit how he said that the clerk uh, had like said that uh, he, he he signaled for help or whatever. Yeah, and he totally didn't. No, he does not. <laughs> but when he meets Juliet Lewis, she's like, "Will you please?" Eat my pussy for me. It cuts to her doing that, and he's like, well, well, yeah. Like, his, his, little, his little reaction there. Uh, did you mean that? What you said earlier? Oh, but, but, but that's why before he even comes back with it, you know, and, and he's like, he's like I, I, I could do that, or whatever, like, whatever yeah. his thing is. Uh, that shows that, you know, oh, he's crazy. He sees what he wants to see. Yeah. Right, with people. So I like that, that little thrown-in thing. He has, but, yeah, weird schizophrenic yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. delusions there. I, I think that's really cool, but I like how he brings that back. He's like, were you, uh, you, you serious, Melon? He's like, I, I, I could, I could do that for you. Yeah. She's looking at him like, what? what? <laughs> hey, don't talk to the. Uh, <laughs> there should be no talking back there. <laughs> I love her reaction afterwards too. She's like, just looking up and all around, trying yeah, not to make like, eye contact. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, what is this weird guy talking about? And that's actually a cool time right there, kind of where it shows the the dynamic between the brothers, uh, where he like throws him his retainer. And he's like, he's like, he puts it in his mouth, and he's oh, like, oh, the night guard. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, I grind my teeth. <laughs> Shows him kind of like a little kid, you know, uh, like like the older brother taking care of him or whatever. Yeah, I like that. Well, it's, that's what he's fucking having to do with that. 
fucking sick fuck. Man, <laughs> God. Tarantino does play a uh, really sick guy. And he's he's a creepy dude, man. Yeah. He, he does creepy very well. And, it, and his, his, little, his little wormy voice, you know? Like, it, it really plays into that very well. Yeah, he's got a weird uh, foot fetish going on in this movie. Uh, no, all, 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 those, all, all those foot shots were substantiated. Every single one of them. <laughs> like, even when he's looking up Juliet Lewis when she's in the RV. Oh, and her, her, her feet are kind of gross. Like, yeah. they, like, they didn't, like, clean her up at all. Like, you know, she's got, like, hairy toes <laughs> and, like, you can, like, calluses and shit. And they're just like, oh, those aren't sexy at all. Anyways, I think it's time for the trailer. <laughs> oh, damn, it is. All right, this is the trailer for From Dust Till Dawn. We'll be back. Everybody be cool. You be cool. Somewhere. In the middle of nowhere. Low profile. You understand the meaning of the words low profile? Sure. Two of America's most dangerous criminals have taken hostages. What is this? It's called a punch. I'm going to ask you one question, and all I want is a yes or no answer. Do you want to live through this? Yes. Okay, ramblers, let's get rambling. One night is all that stands between them and freedom. This is my kind of place. But it's going to be one hell of a night. We might be in trouble. We have a bunch of fucking vampires out there trying to get in here and suck our fucking blood. Now, their only chance is to fight back. George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino, Juliet Lewis. Welcome to slavery. No thanks. I already had a wife. From dusk till dawn. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for From Dusk Till Dawn. Welcome to slavery. Mm. That's kind of weird, right? Wouldn't they just kill him? Like, he's gonna, I'll make you my slave. I wondered the same thing. It's weird, right? Could they not have put... Like, there's a bunch of cool, like, tough guy moments and a bunch of, like, good little one-liners. Could they not have picked better ones for the trailer? They just, like, profanity-filled? Is that was... Maybe that was a problem? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, but I don't like how they give it away in the trailer. You don't like that they... No. It's vampires. Hey, guys, it's vampires. I mean, I know that's, like, the marketing thing. But that's, that's the thing to market in this movie, I guess. But it's cool how it like lays back. It would be neat if you went into this and you had no fucking clue, and you watched it and be like, "Whoa!" You know, I think that's like Left part turn. of the reason the movie survived. You know, it's like it was, I always like showing it to people that hadn't seen it. Yeah, and it's like, "Hey, man, sit down and watch this Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez movie," and everybody's always thinking like, "Oh, it's Pulp Fiction, Desperado," you know, the Mexican right. yeah, trilogy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll sit down and watch it. And then it's a vampire movie, and it's kind of fun watching the reaction because some people are like, "What? What?" Did you change the channel? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people are, you know, really on board for it. And they're like, you know, this, yeah. Yeah, this is cool. I did not know there were going to be vampires. Cheech Marin in four different roles. <laughs> four? It's three. I think, it's, I think it's no, three. No, it's three, right? Yeah. yeah, he's the border security guard, the pussy guy, and then he shows up. Uh, he's the guy that, yeah, that they're meeting at the end. Yeah, the big yeah. drug dealer or whatever. The guy's taking him to El Rey. Yeah. Which, oh, hey, that's the name of uh, Robert Rodriguez's network, the El Rey Network. Oh, there you go. It's all hmm. one world, man. It's so all deep. one world, so bro. Deep. Creating mythology. 
Now I imagine you could trailer wise, I mean I think they kinda have to let let you know it's a vampire movie. I think you could get, end up with a lot of people because you want people that like vampire movies to show up and like it, right? And if you just market it like a crime movie, then you're not really going to attract that horror horror audience, right? Well, it's kind of like that. Uh, you ever see the trailer for Exorcism of Emily Rose? Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's been so long, dude. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> so they mar- they market it like it's like it's like the next Exorcist movie. Where it's like uh, all the shit, but most of that movie is like really like courtroom dull drama, and courtroom drama shit. I like, like that movie. I know. I'm just saying, but they market it as it's going to be this big, like you know, psychological thriller drama. You know, all this like you know horror stuff, and most of it's in a courtroom. <laughs> yeah, I can see yeah. that disappointing uh, so, a certain audience. So I could actually yeah. you just see you like, wait, where's the vampires going into this? And like you got your first hour, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> no, man, I forgot about the fucking vampires. But that's cool. I think that really helps because like, you know, it allows you to like, you know, fall back and get into it. And then, which is also kind of cool is because by the time you get there, uh, you you, you kind of know all these characters. So you're rooting for them a little bit, you know? Yeah. So that's that's kind of cool. What did you guys think of uh, how the movie was shot? Nice little warm palette. I like that. It's like super warm. I was in the trailer. I was looking at it again. I was like, oh, I really liked the color tone. Yeah, I liked what they did in the bar too with the neon signs. I thought all that looked really good. Hiding the Kino flows everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It looked good. It looked good. Good, good production design too. The inside of the, that is, bar. Yeah, is titty it, twister. A titty twister. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> is it weird the uh, vampire bar? Uh, has really thin walls and already has like holes where lights be coming through at the, you know, at the end where like they're blowing. Well, I guess this has never really <laughs> happened before. They just never really gotten this many badass motherfuckers <laughs> in, like in one bar on this night. I don't know. We'd have to watch the prequels. Are there prequels? I don't know. I, did you guys ever see? There are two sequels to this. Yeah. One's based in the old West. So that has to be a prequel. That oh, one shit. I haven't seen. The one I saw was the one with Robert Patrick, and it's pretty much just kind of like a remake of this movie. Uh, what I saw, people online debating that it was a prequel because the bartender is still alive. I haven't seen them, so. I, I saw them when they first came out, and, well, I saw one of them. Did, Not very good. Did, like, Tarantino and Rodriguez have anything to do with those? I think Rodriguez produced it, but don't quote me on that. Probably one of those put his name on it. Yeah. Produced it. Well, it was a directed video. Both of the sequels are directed video. I'll take your money. <laughs> That's a line from a Hank Jr. song. Is it? I'll take your money. I'll, I'll make your, your movie. Money. I can tell you right now. <laughs> What'd you guys think of uh, Harvey Keitel in the film? His backstory, playing this pastor character. He's lost his faith a little bit, but like seeing the existence of vampires brings him back, you know, and. It's so much where he won't cuss anymore. He's like, I am a bad priest. You know, motherfucking priest. You know, I, they built it up so much in the beginning of the film that it it is kind of like, it, it feels really cheap when it's just like, oh yeah, well, all that build up was just because, you know, it's, it's vampires. He's a priest. Yeah. And, 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 um, he's, he's there know, to bless the weapons. And well, George Clooney's like, he's like, the only one to really get us through this. It's just man over here is like the right hand of God or whatever and all that, you know. It's like, oh wow, you're right. He's he's put here too. You know. He he's our saving grace. Didn't really work for me, man. That doesn't for me. Um, mainly I don't know, it just seems like every time there's a priest in a horror film, it's a priest that's lost his faith. Thank you, the exorcist. Right. <laughs> but it, it was it, so good. Yeah, yeah, right. But it was like, we gotta do that. But it works in that one because that whole movie is about him. 
like you know regaining it through the experience yeah right that's the whole film yeah um this one like you know if he was a priest then you would think he would at least like correct some of their misunderstanding <laughs> you know what i mean like the the i don't know it just doesn't i don't i didn't like it <laughs> it's all the it's so much build up too like, it, you know it seems like it's a cliched character played cliched yeah yeah but it's, it's, it's just given so much of that screen time, like in that RV where you get that, um, you know, moment with um, Seth and the pastor, and they're talking back and forth while he's driving. He's going through his wallet and shit. Yeah. And he's like talking to him about his life. Yeah. Yeah. He comes across it. Hey, is this real? <laughs> are, are you a real pastor? I know yeah, a buddy yeah. that you, you <laughs> got one of these made to avoid taxes. <laughs> and it's just, it, it, I mean, it's a good conversation, and it's, it's very well written, and it's shot well, but it just... It's, it's like, what's the point? It, it, the point was exposition. I mean, it, it was given the exposition for you know his backstory. Yeah, that's, well, that's just say was. he was a he lost his faith, and we already got that in that other scene in the diner. Like, do we need to know that his wife died in a car accident and that it was a, a no nothing car accident? You know, like what is that? Well, that gives motivation for him to lose his faith. You know, and well, I know, but we already. Yeah, I, I know. mean, you just could have said like, oh, every, didn't didn't they say in the diner? You know, movies got to be almost two hours long. You know that, Brian. <laughs> I, well, it doesn't have to be. It could have been 90 minutes, Jerry, is what I'm saying here, maybe. Maybe trimmed a little bit of this fat off here and there. You know, I don't know. Get to the vampires quicker. <laughs> I got it. Where's damn Selma Hayek? I was told Selma Hayek was going to be oh, there in a bikini. She's super fine, too, man, coming out with the, the damn snake. The damn snake with continuity errors. Every time it cuts, the snake's in a different position. Oh, that snake is cool, though. Did y'all hear the story on how they got her to do the part? Where they was like, you get to hold a big snake. No, she she turned it down because of the snake. Oh, no shit. Because she has a phobia of snakes. But Robert Rodriguez called her and said that Madonna was interested in the part. So <laughs> she took it. That's awesome. That would have been terrible. Madonna's little thin arms wouldn't have been able to hold that snake. Man. I got the feeling he was lying. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so please, please, we need you. <laughs> What'd y'all think about the uh, CGI mix with the practicals at the end? Okay, when it's done on people, it's absolutely horrendously terrible. <laughs> like, the, about, like the transformations yeah, and stuff? Yeah, the morphs. The morphing? Yeah, that's bad. It's but okay. I mean, I thought the practical effects were pretty Some pretty of solid. them were okay. It, it could have been cut better. It could have been shot better. You know, like... I get, the only time the practicals looked weird was the rat monster. Yeah, that one stood out, like, a lot. It just, like, the way it moved, it moved really slow. And, like, man, I know you can make, you know, practical monsters look better than that on screen. I'm thinking of, like, American Werewolf in London. Right. Where you have an animatronic that's pretty much the same size, and that looks way better. I mean, they're not interacting with it quite as much as they are in this film, so... Some of them are a little laughable. Like, when they first run in, uh, and they're, like, uh, uh, they're being chased... And uh, these uh, George Clooney's trying to close a door, and one of his head, one of the heads, like pop out, and he slams the head in the door. Oh, I thought that was a cool edit though, because it, 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 the bats are breaking in. Yeah, and I, then and then it's a head. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of neat. Little, it's, it's it's a little hokey though. I mean, like, but all of it's hokey at well, that point. Yeah, the the vampire makeup's a little hokey. Yeah, they kind of look like uh, like really frail old witches or. Yeah. Oh, like kind of zombies almost zombie witch witchy things yeah totally yeah, yeah. and they're very weak and well they they kind of explain that too they were talking about how they, uh, he 
He says they have like really uh, mushy bodies, and you could pop their heads off pretty easily. Because he like reaches, like doesn't like sex machine like reach in and like grab one of them's heart. Yeah, like you know rips their heart out of their chest, and they kill it with a pencil. <laughs> that mushy was... bodies. <laughs> mushy, mushy They're very bodies. frail creatures. <laughs> Fred Williamson's like picking up those strippers and just like throwing them on the the table leg. He's got like a table full of strippers. Oh, I love that. that. Yeah, he kills stakes through up. the heart. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that that was that was pretty funny. See, that's cool. You know, I, I like that. Oh, there's but some great moments. I just don't man, like sure. the, the my rules problem makes sense. My problem with it is that like you're going into this splatter comedy ending while at the beginning you're you're following along this, you know, fairly heavy drama aspects. You know, this guy's killed this girl in here, raped and killed her, and he's he's worried got it his brother and yeah. they're kidnapping this family and it's like oh there's some weighty shit here oh now we ha- we're supposed to laugh okay <laughs> even in the front half though there's some like really weird comedic moments like the tv uh reporting yeah the, the tv reporter and her like segment. showing the countdown like like you know the scoreboard of all the murders it's yeah like, uh, like, what the fuck man yeah where's she's got really a big hokey? smile on her face while she's like interviewing it's like this is kind of strange yeah yeah it's, it's very weird like commentary on Media and violence, Median, yeah. just out of nowhere. I don't know. I did like uh, John Saxton, um, the dad from Nightmare on Elm Street. He had a nice oh, little the cameo. FBI. There. Yeah. <laughs> and Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. Yeah, he's in that. He's the, he's the white guy that can't fight. <laughs> <laughs> Can I add that to uh, like uh, a host appreciation month? <laughs> We've done it, but I'll, I'll cover. Oh, you did it, yeah. that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, never mind. No. Yeah. I'll, dude, I'll just go back and listen to it. Well, I'd like to cover it. So. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we can redo that, man. I'm all all down for that. Yeah, I, I love that movie. That's got a great soundtrack. Lilo Schifrin. So, since movie. you were the only one to get to see it in the theater, do you remember the theater's reaction? No, man, I, I really don't. The only thing I remember really remember is uh, when it gets to the pussy, pussy, pussy part. I, my mom took me to go see this. So I was just like, oh, man. It's full of titties and, like, pussy. And- uh, you know, the nudity is not such a big deal. But, you know, just, just saying pussy right in front of my mom was just like, come on, Cheech, come on. <laughs> we got a new flavor of pussy over here. I'm you think your mom had never heard that word before? Yeah, you know. <laughs> you just, like, cover your mom's ears like, shh. Like, you know, earmuffs. <laughs> it's okay. It's going to be over soon. You just, you just get up and you go, Mom, you shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> this movie is not for a lady. You just wait in the lobby. I'll be out there in a little while. <laughs> you send her out. <laughs> She's out in the lobby. My son's protecting me. <laughs> wait, no, no, don't, don't leave the popcorn now. <laughs> But no, I, I don't really remember what the the you know the, the theater was like. Hmm. There, were, there wasn't like a lot of people in the theater, from what I remember. This movie did come out in in January, though. So it's a least, weird time for a, a horror-y kind of film. Well, you know that's when they. Well, I guess they do now. They dump horror movies in January, but well, there's always been that kind of Christmas week, early January horror film that comes out. Yeah. Just to take advantage of, you know, kids out of school and give you something alternative to watch. But, like, right at 1996, this was, like, right before, like, horror changed. Because, like, Scream... It was right after this. Yeah. 
It's it's coming out like you know at the at the end of it's like uh, December. Yeah, of the year. Yeah. Well, of this same year. Of the same year. Yeah. So I don't know. This was kind of like one of those these weird films of the early '90s, the horror films. It just kind of I don't know. This one does stand out though. Yeah. I mean, definitely more than like Hellraiser Four. <laughs> um. Or like, Jason goes to hell. When's Pet Cemetery coming out this year? April. Yeah. See, that's a mid. That's a mid-year thing. Why do they do that? Like, push push things more towards Halloween. Because you can't just cram everything at Halloween. Yeah, they yeah. Do, they they usually do like a horror movie like once every two months. Yeah. Okay. Because after Pet Cemetery, like, what's? Us? Oh wait, yeah, Us is in March, right? Or is that in May? I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those. One of those in months. Yeah, because you got like yeah, right back to back. It seems like you got us and Pet Cemetery, and then it's not that far away. What that's in September, right? I think so. And then it's like two hundred days from now, according to. <laughs> oh, they're counting well, it down. Well, you got a countdown going? Uh, they're doing it on their Instagram. Oh, nice. They're like two hundred days till we make another billion dollars. <laughs> and it's like it is Pennywise just holding up like little dead hands of kids, and he's just like, "Hey, it's like two hundred hands and here." Like, Count them down. No, it's just a poster, and it says "Chapter Two, Two Hundred Days Away" or two hundred five. I can't remember. I'm excited to see a trailer for that movie, man. Yeah, you think there would it. be one? By apparently, now. it's three hours long. What didn't they just uh, wait? The movie is reported to be three hours long. It's what's at right now. They're trying to cut. They're cutting it down. Well, they just got done shoot, shooting not yeah, too long ago, right? They said they got 300 hours, of, I mean, three hours of, like, shit. They'll whittle hmm. that down. It's going to be a long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you they get down to, like, you know, two and a half. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm thinking they're going to probably have it down to two. If, I mean, dude, if they get it up to three, they'll, they'll like, oh, well, let's split this. Uh, go shoot some more. <laughs> That's what will happen. I, I bet it's they get it down. Two, part two. <laughs> at most, I bet it'll be, it, at most, 215. It's pretty, yeah. that's, that's a lot of movie. So, yeah, for, yeah. for, for a, a horror, horror film, film yeah. yeah. I'm with you on that. Hey, shit, this movie was an uh, hour and, what, 48 minutes or something like that. It felt a little, a little long. Yeah, it does. Man, it's just the lack of that location, dude. It's just once you get yeah, once you get into the twisted titty, titty twister or whatever, <laughs> the twisted titty, the twisted titty, like that. See, that's what it would be if you were in England. <laughs> it'd be right. the twisted titty. <laughs> it would be a pub. <laughs> Gonna meet down at the twisted titty. <laughs> twisted teat. <laughs> For some reason, I was going to call it The Slaughtered Lamb, so... Oh, that's oh, even better. Man. Yeah. Ugh. Total movie miss-up. Um, we need to talk about that movie. What is that movie? American World, American World in London. Oh. Is that the name of the pub? The Slaughtered Lamb? Nice. Yes. I have Beware the boars. Oh, that's cool. A pub sign? Yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's badass. The lamb's head ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love that movie. Stay out of the moors. That is a good movie. <laughs> It's been a while since I've seen. I need to rewatch that. Have too. we done that movie? No, we haven't. Okay, that one's good. Can we do that one on Halloween? Or we or we got we're full up on Halloween. Aren't yeah, we? we're full on Halloween. Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. We got yeah, we got a fan request that we could do it next week. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, everybody, send all your requests for American Werewolf in London. <laughs> I, I mean, I love in that movie when they're on when they're out in the on the moors and. They realize they're off the street. Like, shit! <laughs> and they start hearing that wolf around them. They're playing it for comedy, but 
it's so realistic fear. You're just like, oh, man, I know exactly how you feel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That I'm scared, but we're going to laugh at each other and kind of laugh it off. Yeah, I think that's the only time I've ever gotten like the chills down my neck and laughed at the same time. Well, because at this, because they're on that movie. Yeah, I don't think I've ever felt that. They're playing it one hundred percent, like just how real people would be. Like when he goes, "Fuck, man, I'm getting like he's like he's scared." Was that that Griffin Dunn? Is that that actor's name that plays the his his buddy that dies? Oh man, that's so good. Now see, that's a movie that balances comedy and horror well. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. That's that's a class act version of it. I think that's probably like the best example of horror comedy mixed. I mean, outside of Scream, yeah. I mean, it's 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 one of those two. Like they're so just pitch perfect. They balance it so well. Scream was just one of those movies where you could you'd actually hear the audience scream out loud and then laugh. All right. Anyway, back to what are we talking about again? Uh, Dawn of the Dead. No, wait. Uh, from dusk till dawn. <laughs> had to have Don in there something yeah Don dead vampires yeah, yeah. we're yeah. undead awesome title it is a great title and I, I, they, they even use it in the movie he's like what do you mean he's like, uh, he's like it's open from dusk to dawn you know it's perfect there's no one here I think my favorite line in the entire movie is when George Clooney is like Does, do psychos blow up when sunlight hits them <laughs> Do they look like fucking psychos to you? <laughs> I love that. Uh, he's, like, he's like, hey, man, you, 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 you want a beer? We got Mexican <laughs> and domestic. It's right over in the truck. I, forget you, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah. No, that Cheech is good in this, in all of his roles. Yeah, he is good. Yeah. Have you ever seen him not good? I don't know, man. Mm. Some of those Cheech and Chong movies are a little hard to get through. But uh, Blasphemy. Yeah, some of them are a little dated. Yeah, I love Cheech and Chong. I mean, though, I, I, I've got mad love for them, but they're kind of hard, hard to watch now. They've been ripped off so many times. Nah, definitely. That's definitely true. Yeah, some of them were bad. Up and Smoke is good though. No, that's a classic. Yeah, my dad showed me that one. <laughs> I always really liked the one too that I like. I liked Next Movie, and then there's one where it's it couple of little skits and then it just shows their stand-up act yeah and their stand-up act was hilarious yeah i have uh have some of their albums like records they're they're, they're good listens little skits and songs and shit oh you know one thing i did want to bring up man we were talking about the beginning but man one of my favorite things in the beginning is that fucking full body burn the full body burn so like, uh, what is it? Uh, I think it's a roll of paper towels or toilet paper. Oh, that's so fucking and hardcore. George Clooney like he throws um, the lighter fluid on it, sets like, it on fire. I didn't fucking say it or whatever. And like he's like, she's like, shoot, shoot the bottles, shoot the bottles behind him, and he like yep. they shoot all the liquor bottles and it rains down liquor on him, and then they fucking light his ass on fire. That is so hardcore. And he like gets up and he like jumps over the counter super while cool shooting beat. at him. That's a super cool beat because you think he's down and he jumps up on the fucking table and he's shooting at him <laughs> yes but what's even funnier about that is he that falls is into a display of popcorn and <laughs> as they go there instead of he's like popping popcorn with his body on fire i was like god damn man that kind of sets the I was like whoa what the fuck was that you oh, know yeah. like yeah so that's got a little bit of humor to it i'm glad they didn't cgi that moment that was like a good that was a good that's moment. a motherfucker on fire yeah, yeah. that looked good dude that did yeah. look really really good i like you imagine that. how hot that would be Dude, and, and and to like jump up on, on that table, up on the bar like yeah. that, and having to act while on fire. Man, stuntmen are crazy. 
dude. Yeah, even if you did that in two takes, like that that's a oh, that's a long little And he chunk, didn't look man. super puffy. Normally like sometimes when they Oh, you can see all the all the wrapping yeah. and stuff like that. And he actually all the looked, gear looked really good. Shit that, that was very solid. Yeah, yeah, it did. His face looked good too. I hate it when you can like tell they're wearing like a, a mask and it's yeah. like, already melted a little bit. You can see the, the, you can see the goggles yeah. <laughs> reflecting. <laughs> like, <laughs> looks like Dark Man walking through fire. Yeah, but man, you could not see that on this one. This one looked good. Yeah, oh, it's so very good. very good. I forgot about. I always that. think about like I don't remember what movie it is. For some reason, I want to say it's a Friday the Thirteenth, but. Like you see Jason in one scene, and then next he's all padded up, walking with fire on him. Like, yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, it's it's like the end of uh of um oh Halloween two where he's walking out of the fire. Yeah, yeah, you could totally see he's all puffy and you know, wrapped you know, that's up. That's not a bad burn though. That it's, was that nah, was cool. But you, you could see you could see. Man, the he's suit. gonna defend yeah. Michael Myers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that burn was cool just because he was doing the slow walk and then yeah. fell. That was yeah. neat. That was cool. It was not as good as this one, though. This was better. This one's very, very good. It was super awesome. Like, Robert Rodriguez, like, he, he nails the action scenes. Like, he's, I would say he's a better editor than he is well, pretty much anything else. Well, yeah, that little nod, like, his his little thing, like, how um, when he's getting the toilet paper and the lighter fluid, he, like, hits it, you know, and, like, you know, it kind of falls in. It's like, that's yep. a cool little action beat right there. Yeah, and even when, like, when uh, he's, like, coming up with the idea, you know. Yeah, he's talking he's to like, Richie. the Fenster! Shoot the glass, you know. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Basically, he's, 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 he's pulling a diehard, you know. <laughs> then he's running. He was on barefoot. And he was picking it. Oh yeah. Oh wait, no. <laughs> but they, they, there's. Well, that, be uh, honest, I watched Die Hard. Watch <laughs> there's even that moment where, like, he's uh, he's yelling the uh, the plan to um, Tarantino. And Tarantino's got his reaction where he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And he, like, cuts in on the close-up and even does, like, a tighter punch-in, like a little, little mother-daughter. Yeah. Right then and there. And he's it, 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 he's keeping the pace right there. He knows when to cut and when to accent those, um, I don't know, those really over-the-top action moments. Mother-daughter. <laughs> Thank you, James Young, for that one. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> if, if you missed that, that, that's basically the same shot, but tighter. You know, like a mother-daughter. <laughs> same thing, but tighter. Yeah. No, you know, I I really strongly recommend everybody watch Full Tilt Boogie. You get a good... I'm going to watch it. You yeah. get a good idea of, like, what a real film set is like. Well, yeah, like... Uh, like I mean, where, where can you find it at? Uh, it's actually the second disc on the um, DVD. If you don't have that, Brian, where can you where find can you it Where can you find at? it? Because I watched this movie on Amazon. Yeah, I think you can find it on Amazon. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to pay you, for it. You can it stream it, yeah. It. I don't know if you can rent it or pay for it. I don't know what the deal is with that, but... We'll see. Yeah. Full tilt boogie. Huh? They should yeah. put that on Shutter. It was on Crackle for a while. I, you know, I, I after watching, um, yeah, I know, Old Boy uh, on Crackle, the the remake. Ooh, that's hard, man. Uh, for, uh, coming from a world where we don't really watch commercials uh, these days, and having to watch fifteen commercials in a movie of the same commercial. Yeah, dude, it's like this really. That's rough. the problem, and it cuts in. It really, it's not even cutting in on commercial break times. Crackle's hard, man. You got to be really like cracked out to watch crackle it's the same three fuck if you if they just need to switch the ads man if they switch the ads it'd be more and crackles like get us some more advertisers bitch <laughs> stop making your shitty free content <laughs> nobody watches those shows yeah but it's free that's true and no, it's no, legal. no i i know people so, i know who people who watch crackle yeah but man they're bad, they're more badass than i am and you know they got some uh they got some really good godzilla movies on there as well yeah Oh, Danny Trejo's in this movie. He looks good in this movie. He looks young. He looks in this super movie, young dude. and thin. Really show you how old this movie is. 
Yeah, yeah, How totally. How classic. He, he looks, he looks, he doesn't, okay, he looks like he would totally kill your ass in this movie, but I think nowadays he's an older man, he, he, he looks even, he looks scarier now than he did then. Oh, yeah. Like, he's an old, old grizzled guy, but, uh. He, he has, he has a lot of age on him, man. Like, yeah. just like, like the wrinkles on his face. Do you know his story? Uh, yeah, vaguely. He was like a ex-convict. He was an ex-convict, and, uh, but he, he started doing, uh, like, uh, he was a, um. Sponsor. He, he would do like twelve step programs, and he would lead the classes. And this Hollywood producer kid uh, was like fucked up on drugs and was coming to his classes. And so he got a call one day. He's like, "Hey man, I need you to come down to set." And he's like, well, "He's like, I, I can't come today, man. I'm, I've got my family and stuff like that. I'm doing." And and the dude's like, "No, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna relapse, and I need you to come here now." So he goes down to the set. They gets gets on the set. And starts uh, talking to the kid. Hey, man, don't don't do the drugs. You know, you're you're gonna be okay and all that. And they were shooting prison scenes. And the producer walked over and was like, "Hey, you want to be an extra?" And put him in the fucking scene. And that's how he got his start. Right really? There. Yeah. He, I just he was assumed just... because he was related to Robert Rodriguez. That's <laughs> how he got his I'm start. T- I listened to a podcast where he explained his story. Like, you know, is he, he related he... to Robert Rodriguez? Yeah, they're like uh, cousins or second is that true? cousin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're family. I don't know if it's related, uh, if it's a, it's a blood relation or marriage. I, I, mean, don't I, I don't know if you're trying to say that all Mexican people are related. No, they're like, but, no, they're, they're, they're not they're all related. of them. <laughs> Just Robert Rodriguez and Danny Trejo. And Danny Trejo. Yeah. That's badass. Well, he started that you, whole. You, you think he made that story up? <laughs> He's like, nah, I, I was nepotism. His family. Well, no, I mean, it could have you know, been one of those things. It sounds better, right? <laughs> I don't know when he when he got his, he, his start. He, he told the story about uh, like uh, about how he uh, he got set up for cocaine. Like he he was uh, he, he so he got thrown into jail. Uh, this is where uh, like the cops. What? Yeah, he, he was buying a. He, the cops sold him a bunch of fake cocaine or something like that, and he got it was a setup, a sting operation, and he ended where up going the fuck to, was this? It was on uh, Nerdist podcast. Uh, look, no, no, it. where was he when this this happened? I don't know. Oh, but you this this when okay. he was y- younger, you know, so that he he got put into jail, so, and so he actually he got all the tattoos and shit. He got in jail, like he was hardcore, like you know, he he's been through some shit, you know, in his day. I like his tats, man. Yeah, especially machete, 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 machete. That movie is so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, see, but that's cool because you know going in, okay, this is going to be ridiculous as fuck. Yeah. Which is kind of like the end of this, but like done way better because it just like, it just, it, it feels better, you know, because we're in that. You know, I like the ridiculous stuff that he threw in better, like Desperado. Like Desperado feels like the the better tone for me. Right. You know, where it's like we're, it's over the top action, but it's not... Grindhouse exploitative exploitation when the, exploitation cinema yeah when the fucking uh, when the va- vampires popped out the the the, uh, the film should have like shuddered and like wiggled on the gate and, and then like you know everything got scratchy I'd have loved the film a lot more if it like went all crazy I would not have. <laughs> well they did that on Grindhouse. Uh, Grindhouse I know that I'm just saying yeah. like it, like you get the I didn't like there. that in Planetara yeah it was was it like pulling you out of it. I just yeah. thought it was overdone. It, it was yeah, way too much. They did the missing reel in that movie. It's like they they use that like what is that uh, uh, misfire or like you know that 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 plug in for for Final Cut and Premiere. It makes everything look all shitty uh. like that. It's it's like they, they just drop the they just drop that plug in on in in, in the edit and just put it on full. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's at a hundred percent. Like grain scratches. I thought dust. Death Proof looked good. 
I like the look on that one. That had a cool look. Yeah. A little more tasteful. I thought Planet Terra just went a little overboard with the... Well, didn't they, like, freeze, fr- like, you know, it, like hang up in, in the projector? Oh, they had a complete, and... like, missing reel. Oh, there was a, yeah, missing reel. Yeah. And again, it cuts back in, and you're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Well, well uh, it was Tarantino during the sex shot... scene. Uh, that's smart to do that there. <laughs> Tarantino shot his on film, right? And then Rodriguez so. shot his digitally. Right. I think Tarantino... Sh- if, I, if I'm wrong... I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying I know this for sure, but it seems like I remember he shot on like Super 16. That's cool. And Rodriguez shot on digital. I think he actually DP. Like Tarantino actually DP. He did. Yeah. Proof. He did. Oh, he did. That was yeah. his first like big DP thing. He did a good job. You know, he he did he did fine. But I like these guys better when they're doing less stuff. Yeah. You know, they're just doing one role and they're focused and. They're just doing their thing. Like I think Robert Rodriguez maybe start, he starts to overdo things a little bit too much. You know, like I think if you're writing and directing, that's okay. That's They're in different thing. apartments. Rebel and... without a crew, bro. Yeah, I know. I'm I a one man he... band, dude. I made a movie for seven thousand dollars. Who the fuck are you talking to, Brian? Like, <laughs> man, I just, I just saw. Uh... Well, you're not doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're definitely not doing that now. <laughs> I just saw Alita, um, and that, that he just like co-wrote and directed that movie, and it's probably his best film from start to finish like just telling a story like it's either that or, or sin city he didn't have his hands on the camera no i don't think so well, at least he had a, a dp on set so yeah it's you know he had somebody lighting for it. they had there was a dp on this movie too from dust till dawn was shot by uh guillermo uh nervada yeah guillermo navarro he did he's done uh we've done some of his movies uh long kiss good night yeah okay that's he what shot it was. that yeah and he does all like he's done a Quite a bit of uh, Del Toro's films as well. Wow. He did Pan's Labyrinth. Good Goodnight looks way better than this, too. He, he learned some shit. He yeah. learned some shit. Because <laughs> that deer scene is like sex. Yeah, and that's not yeah. that... Uh, is that the same year or the next year? It's the next year, right? Long Kiss Goodnight was 97? I don't remember what year it was. 97 or 98. But it's, it's not too much later. That movie Bigger does budget. Look, yeah, it does look... It looks a lot better. What was the budget on this movie? Uh, 19 million. 19 million. Yeah. That all went into Creatures. You, I bet you I bet you some of that money went to uh, Harvey Keitel and, and George Clooney as well. I mean, even though, like, was this... This was George Clooney's, like, first yeah. big starring movie, role, right? Like, people all know him as, like, Post Ross ER? or whatever his name was. Yeah, because he was on ER, yeah, and the, Quentin Tarantino directed an episode of ER. He was like, oh, this dude's cool. And he pushed for George Clooney in the role. Really? He's like, you're going to be Batman It's like, day, some dude. of the other people... Thing I was watching listed some of the other people that were up for the role, like um, and I'm my brain's going complete. The Tarantino usuals, uh, yeah, John Travolta, Christopher Walken. I, th- I remember hearing Christopher that Walken. That would have been insane, right? Christopher Walken, vampires, uh, vam vampires over over there. I don't I don't believe in vampires, but I believe my eyes. <laughs> we need. <laughs> Well, Jesus in this room, and you've got to be the one to bring him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a cross, do you? Oh, uh, we can make a cross out of anything. Oh, dude, Christopher Walken, Harvey Keitel. No, oh, fuck, bro, I could do that. I could do that. I'm down. <laughs> Fucking, you just sold me. I like Harvey Keitel in this. I, I was seeing some stuff. Where people were complaining about him. Like, you know, that he wasn't the right choice for this movie, but I think he did a damn good job. No, his performance is fine. Yeah, he's solid. Yeah, fun. he's always good. George Clooney steals the show. He's good. Tarantino, she kind of shows some of his, his chops in it. He's got some nice moments. 
Yeah, George Clooney's given a lot of this, like you know, movies, movie star, tough guy stuff. You know, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's great at delivering it, and it's he plays an asshole really well. He's a fucking dick at the beginning of this movie. Then he, he, is, then he gets all concerned when like, but not he really. realizes that the, the guy's gonna lose his like the the guy's gonna die and. Yeah. Dude, they're leaning so hard <laughs> in that George Clooney charisma, bro. They're just like, even when he is being a dick, you still kind of like him. And just like the way they're shooting him. And his cool little like hair, you know, oh, and his awesome, awesome tattoo. tattoo. <laughs> like, just, I'm a badass. I'm just like, he's like, I'm, I'm just showing you just a little bit that I'm a badass. And it's smudging off a little bit. Like, <laughs> it wasn't very, the makeup on that wasn't very good. No, it wasn't. Nah, what are you gonna do? It was a little different every time. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't very solid. It looked all right at the end, though. Oh no! When he just rose, yeah, that was good. That was very good. Like on his arm, and she was like, "Man, they made sure they made that that look yeah. real good." He was in the makeup chair for five hours, or he had to be right. Yeah, you know what they did uh, scheduling wise, and when they uh, the ex- the exterior of the titty twister, when they blew that up, they actually shot that first, and they caught the exterior of the set on fire, and then they had to go back in and rebuild it and rebuild it. Why would they shoot that first? I don't know. I, I read that piece of trivia, and I was like, that's got to be wrong. Why would you, why would you have a pyrotechnic on your, on your set, and you shoot that first? Like, what if... Well, maybe it's the same thing as, 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 like, you said in First Blood, where they were like, he's going to bring you in and going to do the hard shit first in case you die. And then, <laughs> <laughs> well, then we can recast. And then we can, like, recast and have shoot and not have to, like, you know, spend all the other money shooting everything else. Uh, yes, so. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, we took out George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ER fans. That was the death clause in there. We got to do all the the fucked up shit first. Yeah, it set him back though, like uh, fucked up a week. That's hmm. pretty good for a week. Everybody's like, "Cool, go learn your lines." <laughs> well, no, I think they were shooting uh, other stuff. They were shooting the hotel stuff in between then. No, oh, we didn't set them back then. They're good. I think they moved some shit around. I think they were taking their time. <laughs> <laughs> they had some time to get that hotel stuff, man. Good, because that's why that that part looks good. All right, guys, are we at the rating here? I think so, Brian. All right, what are we uh, what are we rating this, guys? Who's going first? All right, I'll go first since nobody's uh, volunteering. I'm gonna give this a five point five. Ooh, it's uh, yeah, that's about where I was gonna go. You know, yeah. Wait, is that where you're going, or is that about where you're going? Yeah, I'd go about five, five point five, somewhere oh. along in there. All right. The idea alone would, I think, carry it above average. I think the first half, man. I think the first half is the like first half is really yeah solid. I'm giving it a uh, a five. It's mediocre. It is kind of mediocre. It's mediocre. It's kind of mediocre. I, I I've only seen it twice, and I probably won't watch it again. You know, I was yeah, I've seen that. You know, uh, it's if I ever see this again, it'll be because I'm at a party, and somebody will bring it up, or you know. We're doing our like 30th year anniversary, like best of, where we watch our top 10 best podcast films. Maybe that's when I'll watch that again. But, uh, dear God, let's hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Where we do the podcast marathon, we watch our 10 best 146 films, and this makes the top 10. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be like, you know, listener voted or whatever, and they would definitely do this because I've said it now. Why? So. <laughs> George Clooney does look sexy. He does be like, I remember when he was sexy. sexy. He's got a good tattoo. <laughs> I like that little that little silver streak in his hair. It looked good too. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Uh, Bringing that old age sex. Yeah, man. 
It doesn't even like the Tarantino writing is even. It's kind of off. I know this was like the first it's, screenplay it he wrote out, that he sold. You know, his stuff kind of pops out. Yeah. Well, the guy from K and B paid him to write it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anybody got anything else to say here? Yeah, you've been listening to the Movie Crew podcast. <laughs> You can send us an email at themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew, C-R-E-W-E. Yes, that's right. Extra E at the ending of crew. Uh, also, be sure to rate and review us. You can get us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating. Helps people find the podcast and become a listener just like you. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at moviecrewpod. Benson. Where can people follow you, sir? At J. Edward Benson. You can follow me, Jared Callen, on Instagram at CheckTheGate. And on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. Brian, where can people follow you, sir? At Elkins Edits. And tonight we're going to close out the podcast with Texas Funeral from the From Dust Till Dawn soundtrack by John Wayne. Enjoy.
here at the Titty Twister we're slashing pussy in half. Give us an offer on our best selection of pussy. This is a pussy blowout. All right, we got white pussy, black pussy, Spanish pussy, yellow pussy. We got hot pussy, cold pussy. We got wet pussy. We got smelly pussy. We got hairy pussy, bloody pussy. We got snapping pussy. We got silk pussy, velvet pussy, nalga hide pussy. We even got horse pussy, dog pussy. Chicken pussy, come on, you want pussy? Come on in, pussy lovers. If we don't got it, you don't want it. Come on in, pussy lovers.